Well, with no further ado, I want to get to our special guest. Our special guest tonight is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, you're doing great. Well, why don't, so that the people at home can get to know you a little bit more, why don't you say a little bit about yourself and what makes Michelle, Michelle? And, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm, my name is Michelle Smith. I have been involved with New Life for um, around four years. God led me here through an r- amazing job opportunity, and um, God has just done some amazing things, and I have two um, miracle babies. I have uh, two-year-old and four-year-old daughters at home. Nice. And what are their names? Um, Eliana is the two-year-old, and Bella is almost five and entering kindergarten. Isn't Crazy. That, uh, we also have well, now a five-year-old and entering yes. kindergarten. Isn't it just stinky? It is. <laughs> yeah. It's just not fair how yeah, fast I they know. grow. I know. It's, it, that's right. It's just not fair, is it? Uh, well, thank you for coming uh, tonight. We're glad that you took your time to be here, and I know that you're going to bring a unique perspective to what we're talking about tonight, and I'm excited about it. But before that, I want to start with kind of an icebreaker question, and remember, everyone at home, this isn't just for me and Michelle, that you are a part of this discussion too. We're going to be in the comment section looking and responding, um, but uh, we want so we want you to answer these questions as well in, in the comment section. But Michelle, the question to get things rolling tonight is this. What, and I know that you're a woman of prayer, so I know that you got probably something pretty good with this. What's something funny you regularly ask God to do? Like when you think about it, you're like, you know, that's really kind of like a not usual thing to request of God, but it's like something you usually do. Um, I don't know about funny, but um, I have a ton of quirky uh, things that my husband tolerates but doesn't particularly love and so not that I want to just be like changing and you know being unhealthy about it but I will just ask God to help me to squeeze the toothpaste and just all the little things because if that's I just I don't know I feel like that's honoring God to to make his life a little bit easier that's that is interesting yeah it's like for me what i think about is like you know i have three young kids and, and so sleep schedules is a big thing right um and so i find myself like every time they go down to sleep i'm like god and i say that i i, I pray this out loud so that my kids hear it <laughs> like god would you help them to get the rest that they need to have a good attitude after their nap and i just i find it funny because i feel like it most of the time just doesn't work <laughs> but I still keep keep saying right. the same prayer right and I you know I come more and more to realize that I think I just need to pray God would you help me be in a place right. to respond healthily to whatever state of mind that they're mm-hmm. in after this nap but yeah that's just some, something funny I I always every day, every single day. I just feel like God help them get the rest they need to have a good attitude after this. Thing. But see, and then you get to the point where the your younger ones are going to be five, and you're going to be like, oh, I miss nap time at home. So. Yeah, we're getting to that point. When my three year old just stopped napping, and it shows. She, <laughs> she has the attitude to show for it. And then my youngest one, she used to take two naps. She dropped her morning nap. And so and that happened at the same time that our three-year-old dropped her one nap per day. And then my five-year-old, he doesn't take naps anymore. And so it's just, yeah, 
It's been something, Michelle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I am here by the grace of God. (laughs) I completely understand. Um, But what about you guys at home? We want to know what's something funny or interesting that you regularly ask God to do for you that it might not be dumb, but it's just like when you think about it, you're like, yeah, that's so many other things you could be praying for, but you know, it's something that you regularly pray for. I'd love to know that. Well, um, we had a great message. Thank God Pastor Troy was back this yes. week, right? After his, he went and he worked on his doctoral studies and uh, Pastor Tasha and Pastor Trin did a really good job of uh, preaching in Lathrop and Manteca. And I'm sure everyone else at all the other campuses did great as well. Um, but it's great to have him back. He had a great, powerful message this last weekend. And I just want to know, uh, did the message this weekend, did anything strike you? Did anything change the way that you think about God or have like a perspective shift for you? What what stuck out to you? Um, for me, I thought it was really, really beautiful how he explained um, when, when we go through um, trying times and we go through uh, call sufferings that there is a layer of Jesus that you that is revealed to you that you wouldn't see and how he he explained it how it's it's, tr- it's like explaining color to someone who's blind I just thought like that I've experienced that in the past year myself and like I studied the Bible and I thought I knew what God was like and I knew like doctrinally like what God was like but personally for me how he looks like to me because how he looks to me is different from how he looks to anyone else because he gives everybody what they need so um, I just thought that was a really great way to explain it and maybe encourage people who haven't had that experience to dig deeper yeah and I I would wait to say you probably had quite a few um, like situ- past situations that came to mind when he was saying stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. like in the moment you really didn't want to be going through what you were going through, but has given you a perspective that you would have never been able to have if you hadn't gone through it. Yes. Uh, like, was there a specific thing that? Uh, oh, I have so of? many. <laughs> I figured, I figured. I've lived a lot of life. Um, the the biggest one. I mean, I have a lot of big ones too. I've had a very exciting life with God, but um, that's when, a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's after many hours of counseling. But, <laughs> but um, when you know, I'll kind of work backwards. When um, like actually, right now, I have arthritis in my knee, and it's it is like my thorn in my side, but I'm determined to do whatever I have to do to work through it and not let it stop me from what God wants me to do. Um, trying, you know, to have our ba- our first baby was a four year grueling process, but the biggest one would probably be the season of time that I spent away from God and away from my family. And I was actually stuck in captivity for about four years. and. Um, that's actually why I'm so passionate about the online campus because I was not able to go to church for a long time. Yeah. And it's given you a perspective that if you hadn't gone through it, which obviously none of us would say it's like it was a great thing you went through, right. you should have been joyful through the whole thing. You know, it was a difficult season, but thank God you went through it. Absolutely. Because of where you're at now, right? Yeah, and the perspective of. Um, how lost people really are is 
is what motivates me to be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, and you were just uh, love you. You didn't. You don't know the order. You don't. You literally haven't seen any of the questions or anything like that. Um, but you were talking about how something is the thorn in your side, which is just it plays so well into what oh. we were just going to talk to uh, talk about uh, in Second Corinthians twelve seven. It's a verse that Pastor Troy read. It says this. It says, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. This is Paul talking. You know, I was given a thorn in my flesh. What What do you think, seeing as how you know what it feels like to have a thorn in your flesh, mm-hmm. right? What do you think Paul meant when he said the thorn was given to him? Um, I know for me, I apparently have this has been progressing for a very long time, but I just started feeling it. Um, That just goes to show how numb I was before I went through the New Life Counseling Center. Um, They were shocked that I hadn't had any pain for like the years previous. They're like, there's no, like, that's just so baffling, right? And I'm like, well, maybe I was literally just that numb because of so much trauma that I never addressed. And I just was kind of, I was functioning, but not really living. And um, so I feel like it's, it doesn't make any sense in, in this world, but it has, um, like I rely on God to get me through every day with my children. Like they're always like, oh, just keep your foot elevated keep icing it and I'm like I have a two and a four year old like I can't do that my husband works all day so every morning I wake up at night and I trust God and I believe and I I really abide in him like uh, Pastor Troy was saying like God please I if you don't heal me from this please just help give me your strength to get me through each day so that I'm not missing out and my kids aren't missing out on having a mom that's engaging with them and I don't know I mean I, I would pray but I'm talking like I really passionately pray every morning for that. And that's like, I I have seen, a, you know, a depth of God and how powerful he is because of it. I don't know if I would see that. And it's every day. So it keeps me in that prayer. I think what's really important is that you have what I feel like is the correct perspective on it. Um, like, because when you read this verse, you know, it can... Like one thing that stuck out to me, someone's at my front door, my phone's going crazy (laughs) over here. (laughs) Um, What stuck out to me this time uh, was that this word, it was given to him um, because it can be so easy to be like, okay, Paul had a thorn in his side. Mm -hmm. We have a thorn in our side. And it's just kind of this perspective is like, woe is me. I'm going through this really tough thing. It just kind of sucks. And this is just what, you know, has been, placed in my life like I just got to deal with this um, which is kind of just like a, a like a defeatist mentality right. right but when you think about like okay this thorn was given to me that means that there was a purpose behind the thorn right none of us are going to say that a thorn in your flesh is a comfortable experience no. <laughs> right because it's a very painful thing like I've had I haven't had surgery or anything like that thank god but I have been stuck by a thorn bush before, like a literal thorn oh, bush. Man. It is not a pleasant experience, right? Um, so having a thorn in your side, it, it's not a great thing to experience. It's, it's very painful, but that word really changed my perspective on this. It's, okay, Paul was 
given a thorn in his side, which means when something is given to you, there is a purpose behind that gift, if you want to call it a gift. And so I think that's that's what's the healthy place that you've kind of gotten to in this through much fighting, right? Yes. Um, is that you have this perspective that, okay, I have this thorn in my flesh, you know, this, this knee that's really hurting me but it was given to me. There mm-hmm. is a purpose in what I'm going through and you're trying to see the purpose. You're not just trying to escape the pain for no. the sake of escaping the pain. You're trying to figure out why am I going through what I'm going through? What am I supposed to get out of this? And what am I supposed to be giving other people through this circumstance? Mm-hmm. I think that I'm hoping that that's really encouraging to you guys at home because I know that there is no end to the amount of different things that that the people are experiencing at home mm-hmm. that you guys are experiencing at home and so uh, I would just challenge you to try to find this fresh perspective that Michelle has been able to find that you were given this it's like you were given an opportunity even though it's a painful opportunity yes. that we want to try to get over with as soon as possible mm-hmm. right because we don't want to go through pain pain's not fun uh, but God has a purpose for this and God's going to do something with it uh, either on this side or the next mm-hmm. side um, and, and so I thank you for Oh, yeah. It is crazy. If you you know the rear view is I remember um, last um, spring when I received the Holy Spirit and it was like I had no idea that you could experience a life so fulfilling on this side of eternity. And I remember praying for God to do whatever he needed to do to keep me in this place. And then it was not long after that. So I don't know. I think. (laughs) For too long, a lot of Christians, and I i was one of them, uh, we went from mountaintop to valley. Mm-hmm. And there was like, we, we, don't, we didn't even consider, I never even really considered the middle road, right? It's like, I'm just trying to get to that next mountaintop. I'm just trying to get to yeah. that next mountaintop. And as you mature in Christ and as you grow uh, mentally and spiritually through the trials that God places in your life, all of a sudden the mountaintops and the valleys become a little less extreme and you start riding this kind of middle road, um, which I, it's more consistent, right? When you mm-hmm. find yourself more consistent. Um, that's what, if I can just be completely honest with you, I, you know, I've been... Uh, I've seen you for years, yes. right? Like uh-huh. you said, you got a job, and that job was here at this church <laughs> in the literal same office that I office Absolutely. out of, right? And so we Good were times. always together. <laughs> and uh, I was—I saw you at the beginning, and I see you now, and I saw a whole lot of roller coaster ride at the beginning of that journey, um, which casting no judgment right. or shame or anything. Uh, it's just what I noticed, and I have been on that ride myself, but I have seen a more consistent Michelle now. Um and it's been a true miracle that God has truly yes. done something incredible in your life. And he's using these situations for your good and mm-hmm. for the good of people around. It's, you know, it's not just you seeing the changes in you. I've seen it in you. And oh, I've seen you. it in you. Then, I mean, you are intimately involved with so many different people in this church. And I know they see it in you as well. And so just know that there is hope, right? There's yes, hope. All for the glory of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um and I know you're a woman of prayer. I know you pray all the time, not just 8 p.m. every night, you know, like we do, but you're just all the time praying. I know you are. And I, uh, Troy, on uh, this weekend, he, he described prayer as surrendering our will, mm-hmm. not getting our way, right? Mm-hmm. So like that perspective shift. Um, so what, uh, just what do your prayers sound like? Like obviously you pray here at the church and it's always super powerful and passionate <laughs> and I love it. 
Um, but like your everyday prayers, when you're on the go, when you're at home, what do your prayers sound like? Do you find yourself truly surrendering your will most of the time? Do you try to get your way, like not in a malicious way necessarily, mm -hmm. but like what do your prayers sound like on a usual basis? Um, a lot of the times I'm praying for certain family members um, and this is hard prayer to pray for the ones you love, but for God to bring all the darkness out mm -hmm. and to make them realize that they're not fine and wow. that they need Jesus. I pray that same prayer over, I'll, I'll let's say every family in Lathrop, in Manteca, in Modesto, because I, I honestly feel that the only way that the world that my children have to face is gonna change if people really engage in intercessory prayer and people come to the realization like I had to, that at 40 years old that I was not fine. Um, and I needed help. I, I had attempted to get help in several ways, but there is a huge uh, depravity in the mental health system. And I'm just thankful that I was in the right place, that God literally planted me where I would find hope and freedom and healing. Absolutely. And I think if I could just call something out too, when we talk about mental health, there are certain cultural connotations to that right that uh that i think don't encompass what everyone needs to figure out in their life mm -hmm. right and so we have like we talk about mental health and most of the time that's associated with you just need to like give yourself space you need to give <laughs> yourself time and uh you know uh go and just do nothing for a day right. give your mental you know get a mental break and while all those things like there's nothing bad about that you are missing out because that is only one I would say half of percent of what you need to um, focus on in in terms of mental health is like giving yourself space and and uh, you know all those things that, mm -hmm. that culture says are really good for you you know you got to focus on yourself uh, before you can focus on other people I think that there's an ounce of truth to that but I think most of that is yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I tried it all. It doesn't work. Yeah. So. It, 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 no, it's it's truly Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the only thing that is going to make that complete difference in your life that you've experienced, right? And I'm sorry. That's no. Yeah. The, the other thing is, I every single morning I I ask God to uh, reveal anything in me that is not of Him, yeah. So that I can be a genuine witness and win people over. Yeah. And I'm I'm a proponent for mental health. I really I really mm -hmm. am. But I think if your only avenue for health is our government's or society's mental mm -hmm. health care system, then you're never ever no. going to find full healing. Even if their system was perfect by human standards, you'll still never find true healing. You Can have I to speak have something to that? Absolutely. I, I actually attempted, I believe, uh, five counselors. Uh, you know, a range of about 10 years through Kaiser. And uh, four out of the five were saying that everybody deals with trauma. There's nothing you need to do. So the sick just keep getting sicker. And then those sick people have, ba you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's just, it's, it's just crazy. So then you don't know where to go for help. So then you're just 
left with how can I cope with this and not hurt the people that love me as least as possible. And you know, a lot of people turn to drugs, alcohol, food, but my biggest thing was distraction. And I think there's, there's also this aspect that like, you do all these things and you feel like, okay, I've done all these things, mm-hmm. I should be better. And you have this like internal realization that I'm not better mm-hmm. and there's like shame associated with yes. that, right? So you feel like you gotta put even more of a face on for people because they've seen you get try to get better with these things and internally mm-hmm. you know it hasn't worked, but you have to put out the product <laughs> that says, yeah, yes. this worked, I'm better, uh, when you know you're not better. and. Um, yeah, isn't it just so much easier to live without that mask? Oh my gosh, I I can't even tell you how many even like uh, uh, more acquaintances or cousins that I'm not really close to. Like, I don't know that anyone that knew me before and knows me now that hasn't said that it's like, I mean, I feel so much more like whole and balanced and like, I don't have to be perfect at everything. I'm not... I don't have like a works-based faith anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's because you have surrendered yourself. You, you've truly mm-hmm. surrendered the entirety of yourself to God. Like uh, you're still on a daily basis, <laughs> yes. you know, you got to <laughs> surrender. Uh, but I think that generally you have availed, you believe you've availed your fullness of yourself mm-hmm. to what God wants you to use you for. And um, I think that it sounds like that has really changed how your prayers have come out. And I know that a lot of people are probably stuck in this place. And I've been there too, where our prayers are mostly just like a, a list of mm-hmm. needs, right? Like, okay, God, I'm going to thank you real quick for a couple things, but I need this, this, yes. this, this, and this, uh, my friends need this, my family needs this, this, and this. And we, you know, rattle off this list of needs to God and be like, all right, amen, God, you got this. <laughs> and, uh, yay, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, which, there's not nothing wrong with telling God that you need something, you want something. He, you know, I I love it when my kids tell me that they want mm-hmm. something. I I can't always get it for them, and God can't always get whatever we want. Right. But you know, it's not always the best thing. But I still want to hear it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to know what you want. But um, but going from this prayer mode of God, this is everything I need. Conversation done, right? Because I mean marriages don't work that way, right? Can you imagine that the only time you ever talked to your spouse was like, okay, I need this, 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 and this. Bye. I will like, say my it, husband would probably love that. Because <laughs> he's a he's a list and a... I can see it from a husband perspective, like, just tell us what you want, yes. right? Don't leave it up for chance, you know, don't... We're not smart enough to figure it out, right? You just got to let us know. Um, but, like, you know, if if everything was just like a, here's a list of everything that I need, right. and then, okay, I'm God now, uh, until you either supply them or don't supply those needs, and then I'm going to come back and either complain that you didn't supply them or be like, okay, here's some more stuff that I need supplied for. It's just not a workable relationship, right? right? It's, it's not, but surrendering uh, a prayer of, God, I surrender whatever it is, uh, like, these are the things I need, but whatever you, whatever you know I need, I trust you. Mm-hmm. That surrender is, is so huge, but it can, this can be a really sore subject uh, for, for a lot of people. It can be a painful subject because sometimes I think we can feel like God is uncooperative to solve our pain, 
right? Um, like 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 9, the next couple verses after the one we just read says this. It says, three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. I think a lot of people can um, identify with that sentence, right? Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. But that first sentence, I think we can get stuck on, right? Three times I begged the Lord to take it away. And I think that's a lot of the times where we stop our prayers, like the complaining stage. And God just tells us, my grace is all you need. My mm-hmm. grace is all, all you need. And we're still like, but I'm still experiencing this pain. My grace is all you need. Yep. And we just keep getting this, you know, kind of punched into our brain, you know? Um, when was a time that you felt God was uncooperative to solve your pain, but now your perspective has shifted on that? But in, in the moment, you kind of maybe even angry with oh, God. Oh, yeah. I think definitely when we lost our first baby because we worked so hard, especially me, because I had to lose a lot of weight and I, yeah, my husband wasn't the one with the problem. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, going through the fertility treatment, they figured that out early on. So um, I felt that there was a lot of pressure on me because I was the reason that we couldn't have a baby. And um, of course, you know, Satan is so cunning and deceptive. So I immediately was like, this is what I get for doing this sin and this, you know. Um, And then I had to really surrender at that time. And I say really surrender. And at that time, looking back to where I am I'm like, did I even really know what really surrendering is? (laughs) But that's that's part of the sanctification process. But um, I... I really, I, I remember one night I prayed that God would let me know that, that, that our baby was okay. And I'm gonna try not to get emotional, but I had a dream that um, my grandparents, which I know I've shared it, I'm very candid about that. It, they, they meant so much to me. Their faith uh, could move mountains because, I mean, they went through, they had a transformation similar to what I'm experiencing, and that's where their faith came from. And I had a dream of my grandparents with that baby. And I remember uh, my grandma saying in the dream, isn't it amazing that there's a piece of you up here with us now, so that until, until we get to see you again, we have your baby. And I, I never... Um, had anger at God since then about losing our baby. Um, and I don't have, I'm not a person that dreams a lot. I, I have had a few dreams of my grandparents and that is it. But um, it just gave me the, it just gave me what I needed. It's like, he just, he didn't have to give me that dream, but he gave me what I needed in that moment to move forward. And I just think, what a miraculous God we serve, right? Yeah. Um, and it was a journey, right? I mean, yes. it sounds like you initially were angry with God. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's something that is like so unimaginable mm-hmm. that you just can't wrap your mind around why something like that would ever happen. Yeah, and then it's like that um, we found out because we had done a lot of testing. I qualified for all these like 
before even three months, they could do a genetics test and find out if there was any problems. Or they, they told me the gender of the baby and that baby was a boy. And I just think now, and like, look at my family now, like I have two girls and it's like, God knew exactly what we needed. I, I don't know how, but he does. Yeah. And it's, I would imagine that there's probably still some amount of pain as you mm-hmm. look back at that. I mean, how could there not be? Right. Um, but now that there is growth from that pain that you've experienced, and I think that's just a truly miraculous thing. Yeah. And another, I feel like it's an amazing thing is like, we have told Bella, our oldest daughter, since the pretty much since the day she was born what we had to we didn't hide that from her what we had to go through and um she knows she walks around with her head held high knowing that god sent her to us and i just think it's incredibly special to to not try to hide that from from your kids but just be like you are you like she'll never wonder if she was wanted or not which i think is cool yeah kids need to see how to healthily react to to different situations, right? Mm -hmm. If we, I mean, obviously it needs to be in a like age appropriate way. You can't just give them all the information (laughs) uh, because you could really scar your kid (laughs) that way. But, um, but yeah, just helping them grieve in their own way or work through it in their own way and process it in their own way so that by the time they're adults, they've already had this practice of being able to process through things, and hopefully, they're better off than we were. And they're, right. you know, I, that's what we're going for. <laughs> I hope. I really hope so. Otherwise, my kids got uh, some work ahead of them. I know, right? <laughs> um, well, I want to say thank you for your truth and your honesty and putting yourself out there. And I'm sure that there are many people that are encouraged by your testimony. Um, but I want to give you guys a piece of homework all right something to do at home because i believe that um, we shouldn't just leave gatherings or discussions with some great head knowledge but we should be able to apply it in some way in our life that is the most vital part and so what i want you guys to do this week and it's not a complicated thing but it's this i want you to tell god and someone else about something that you've been holding against god that could be a very painful thing. Mm. Um, but I want you to put yourself out there. So tell God and tell someone else something that you've been holding against God. And then I want you to begin trusting him to come through in in his way in this area of your life. All right. So that is your homework assignment. That's a great assignment. Um, it's a good one. It can even, if you're in counseling, which I would suggest, <laughs> if you aren't, you should do it. Yes. It's great. Um, saved me, saved our marriage. It was amazing. Um if you aren't in counseling, talk to a trusted uh, adult, someone that you you can trust that's not going to necessarily air your problems to other people, right? Um, but yeah, get that off of your chest. What are you holding against God? And how can you get through this? Because I know that God is going to use this for your good, right? He wouldn't have promised it in Romans 8.28. Uh, that he works everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He wouldn't promise that if he wasn't able to come through on that promise. And so we can have hope that he uh, is going to do an amazing work. And I know Michelle is a beacon (laughs) to that truth. And so, Michelle, would you mind uh, praying over uh, the people that are watching tonight? 
Dear God, I just pray for everyone watching. I pray that um, you would reveal yourself to them in a fresh way, God, um, whether that means um, maybe for the first time examining their heart, God. Um, you, you say it so much in your word that you just want our heart. And God, I just pray that as hard as that can be, that um, you would give people the strength and boldness to lay it down to the one person that is um, that we can trust with our heart, God. I just pray that you would reveal yourself um, in unexpected ways as we trust you and we give everything over to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, speaking of prayer, tonight, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, search New Life Church Network on Facebook every night at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We pray as a church network over all the needs of our network and needs of our country, our world, just everything. We pray every night as a network. And so that's very important to us. It's one of the most important things at our network. And so make sure you join us for that. And if you have a prayer request, submit those at our website, newlifec.church slash prayer, or submit them in the comment section if it's something that uh, you believe can be shared publicly. But there is a section on our website you can submit a prayer request uh, to just staff only uh, that isn't for our Facebook nightly prayer that we can be praying for you in that way for something that might not um, need to be public or someone has asked it to not be public. Uh, so there's some options for you as uh, for you there. Uh, and then just as a reminder, if God is laying it on your heart to financially support the ministries here at New Life, because we can't do the things that we do here, we can't reach all the people that we, that we reach without your financial help. Uh, and God has called us. He has called us to give to Him. 10% of our income and then an offering above and beyond that as as we're called to do and so uh, if the Holy Spirit has led you that New Life Church is where you want to uh, send your your giving to you can do that at a couple different places at our website newlifeca.church slash give give one time or recurring there or you can give by texting the word online to 209-647-3878 and follow along with the prompts it's a very easy process but we thank you in advance for your faithfulness we can't do what we do without uh, the financial provision that you guys supply that god supplies through you amen um, and then I want to bless you guys with one final scripture. It's the same one I bless you with every week. Matthew six thirty three: Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. You might not know what you need, but God <laughs> knows what you need. And he has promised that if you put him above everything else in your life and you live righteously, he will give you everything that you need. I pray that that scripture blesses you tonight. Thank you so much, You're Michelle, welcome. for joining us tonight. It was a blast. Great discussion. Again, if you want to rewatch, if you're watching late, put your answers in the comments. We want to respond to them. We want to read them and we want to interact with you. All right. So thank you guys for joining us tonight. And we will see you guys at 8 p.m for Pacific Standard Time, not 8 p.m. wherever you are across the Grove, right? <laughs> That's 8 p.m. for where we live, um, uh, for prayer on uh, our Facebook page, New Life Church Network. We'll see you guys then.